It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. almost didn't record that podcast so <laughs> that would have been a full waste of an hour into the late hours of the night into yep. the wee hours what is well, it it's 9 morning for you it's 9 30 p.m which is my bedtime so this might be a loopy loopy one for me but you have coffee it's good. so it's gonna be good we are talking about engagement engagement and trust in the lord <laughs> Just a I've classic been in, pod. Been in the South for too long. Yeah, this will be classic. We're in a mood today, so. I'm telling you, it's late. <laughs> We've Megan's been on a mood. call for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's your heck yes? My heck yes is everyone's congrats and comments regarding um, the pregnancy. You guys are just the best. It was so cute seeing everyone's reactions and comments and people saying like, wait, I just paused everything in my life and ran to the podcast. And I was like, oh, good. And I, it just solidified exactly why I told you guys first. That's why you guys get to know first. So I love that. The loyal, the loyal. I loyal, love it. Loyal, encouraging, just like you guys are committed and I love to see it. <laughs> oh yeah what about um, you we so my heck yes is that okay part there's like a two-part so part one is that I feel like Patrick and I are like winning at Guam because we prepared ourselves so well to live in a hotel mm, room genius yeah like just so well to the point of our coolers are working out in our tub um because where we do have- you where do, do you just move them every time you shower no, there's a tub and a shower. Clutch. Yeah. That was my question. When you showed that on your story, I was like, kind of seems like a pain, but I respect the game. <laughs> yeah, we're not showering, actually. <laughs> there's a beach. There's a there's an ocean. So <laughs> salt water is better for your skin, anyways. <laughs> yeah, we've really been exfoliating with fish poop. Um <laughs> so yeah, we have like styrofoam coolers that I fill up with ice because ice machine and we have like all of our food in there we have stuff for quesadillas sandwiches chicken salads um we have eggs like hard-boiled eggs um everything from bread to cream cheese for bagels to pop tarts of course like so much stuff and I just feel like we're winning because we're saving so much money. And then this weekend we went to, so there's two bases. I don't know if there's more, but I know there's an air force base and a naval base on Guam. And so we went to the naval base because we wanted to go to their exchange and they have like, they had like airy at the exchange and like Athleta and Victoria's secret. I was like, Oh my gosh. So an exchange is like the military store, almost like a department store. Yeah. And we're deprived of like good stuff in Japan, but they have good stuff at this exchange. So we went like shopping kind of, because I was like, wow. I, you saved I, like, money on food. So you had money to shop. I know, right? Yeah. 
I got like a few athletic dresses and cute stuff like that. But besides Ew. the point is that we always like seeing the base housing on other naval bases mm. to see how good we have it or don't have it. Yeah. And literally I, we are winning in Iwakuni, Japan with really? our base housing. It actually looked like it black mold on the side of these houses. <gasps> and there were houses that the grass was as tall as the windows. And there were some houses where like the garages were actually like half dangling. What I was like, I cannot believe people, this is allowed people live in here. Um, the houses, I just, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, I'm really grateful for our base housing in Iwakuni because if we were stationed in Guam, like this housing is actually decrepit and I feel really bad for everyone that has to live in it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Well, now you get a little tap on the back for having no AC. That's true. <laughs> we just have that A. Congrats. You are winning. All, I know we are winning. And they were all ranches because it's so hot in Guam. So like they only have like ranch housing and everything. And I'm like, honestly, explain that. What do you mean? So because it's so hot, they typically, like in Guam, they typically don't like build a second story. It's not common. Oh, okay. So a ranch house is a one-story house. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Got it. Did you never, you never heard of that? A ranch I house? Know. I was thinking of like a house with white picket fence and some shutters and some horses. So. Okay. Got it. Like a Texan <laughs> ranch. Yeah. Like uh-huh. a ranch home, like one, one level. Got yeah. it. And I'm like, honestly, even for these family houses, there's probably only two or three bedrooms and if you have more than, you know, four, like yeah. in, on our base, you can get a house up to four or five bedrooms. Right. So it was just wild. It was That's wild. Tough. I was very grateful that we have our house. In the Japan. house that you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good uh-huh. feeling. That's a heck yeah. yes. So that's a heck yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your heck no? My heck no is that I feel like I could vomit right now. I'm nauseous 24 seven. Um, which I was with the girls, but I don't remember it being this consistent, this strong for this long. And like food aversions, I don't remember them being this strong for this long. Like last week, I guess I was 10 to 11 weeks. The doctor thought I was further than that last week when we had, when they heard the Doppler or the heartbeat with the Doppler, she was like, mm-hmm. with how strong it is and how quickly I was able to hear it and find it. I'm, I, I would guess you're further along. And I was like, further along than 10 or 11 weeks, then please explain to me why the heck I'm still nauseous. And like with crave, like crazy food aversions. So that's my heck no, because nothing sounds good, but I am starving all the time. Like I have a pit in my stomach, so hungry all the time, but n- almost nothing sounds good except for a couple few things. Mm-hmm. And that's not like a cheap or sustainable way to exist. So <laughs> it's going really well. <laughs> like what sounds us. good? Um, Public subs, public okay. sandwiches or sandwiches in general. So that's not super bad, but I don't want it to be a homemade one on like wheat bread. Like I want it to be like a sub sandwich that someone else makes for me. Yeah. Okay. So that's not that. help. they always taste better. They do. And then McDonald's, which I actually am embarrassed to even say, but like I want McDonald's so much all the time. Soda, because the fizziness makes me not feel so nauseous for a little bit. Um, Can you just do like a LaCroix so you're not getting the sugar? I've tried that, but I think they're disgusting. Mm. So they're not ginger ale. Ginger ale is not bad, but it's just, ginger ale is the same amount sugar. of sugar and fructose corn syrup and all that crap. Yeah. Um, 
sushi, which they tell you not to have, but well, whatever. And um, smoothies and chocolate (laughs) and sweets and all this stuff. So like stuff that's like not good for you and stuff that I can't just like make at home. Like it's very specific stuff that I need to go spend money on. Well, it's a good thing that there's sub sandwiches everywhere and McDonald's everywhere. So at least that's convenient. Yeah. I can be a world traveler and still eat during this season of my life. That's good. (laughs) So when do you find out how long you are or how far along I find out Wednesday morning, they're going to do an ultrasound Wednesday morning and that will sort of tell me how far along I am because ultrasounds are like a rough estimate and people are always shocked that our babies are small even though they are consistently small so then they always think that they're too small even though they probably just are measuring a couple weeks further like they they probably have a couple more weeks to cook than the doctors are saying does that make sense yeah so it, it'll it'll be rough but it'll be better than what I'm like I'm literally ballparking right now like I'm just eh, 10 or 11 sounds good this whole baby is gonna be a ballpark I mean it's gonna be when we get to the third trimester anytime anything happens I'm gonna have to be texting my midwife and being like it might be right now it might not it might be in a week we don't know <laughs> it might be in 11 minutes I might give birth we don't so. know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> talk about a trust fall so yeah wow well let's just pray this one isn't breach so I mean if it is in our first rodeo and the first rodeo went very smoothly and well so that's true but it's just easier I (laughs) hear it would be great I hear it through the grapevine it's easier (laughs) yeah it is okay well um dang yeah what about you? Well, heck no. Um, my heck no is that I'm trying not to count, but I have like about eight weeks left with Patrick before. Mm, that's not long again. at all. When I think I about know. it, like as two months and 60 days, I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. But when I hear eight weeks, for some reason, that sounds so short to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <sighs> so sucks. it really does suck. Um, I'm trying again not to think about it or not to count down, but I am. Here we are talking about it. (laughs) I want to live in the reality of like what's to come. Yeah. So yeah, that's sad, but I've had a good time. It's been a good, it's been a good, it's been a fun ride. It's been been a good, it's been fun. It's been been real. It's been been fun. It's been later. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) See you next time. See you in August or September. gosh oh yeah so that's my heck no but anyways enough about me jumping in engagement all the things but Megan you were having like a recollection yeah I had like a like a little bit of a revelation a revelation okay yes we told you guys this one was going to be a fun fun wild bride podcast um (laughs) yeah I was talking to my mental health life coach today. And it actually goes back to my heck no, because I have this whole like shame, guilt feeling surrounding being in a drive-through about a swipe our card for lunch for the however many lunch in a row, you know? And I am always like, I, I, I could go home and just make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I mean, I would probably throw it up, but it would be free. So I should probably just do that. But then wait, is it guilt or shame? Because remember we talked about the difference. Yes. Okay. So there is a difference. 
And I think part of the guilt is fine because it is like, yes, you could be doing this cheaper. Yes, you could be doing this another way. But the shame is, it's probably more shame than it is guilt because shame is like, where, where does this come from? Cause it's actually not really a money, money issue. And Mm -hmm. that's what I brought up with her. I was like, uh, like, do I just need, like, do I idolize money or do I control it too much? Like what's going on and how can I nip this in the bud? Cause I hate yeah. it. Cause there's never been, Avery has literally never once made me feel bad for spending money ever. Like, so it's definitely not an issue in that regard. And he says that all the time. Like this is, this is an Ours. issue you need yeah. to figure out. Yeah. Cause I've never, I literally don't think about money, babe. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but, well, so, maybe you should. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> um, <laughs> But she was like, I don't think it's a money. Like, is this actually about money or is this about something deeper? And I was like, oh, shoot, I don't know. And so then we started talking about it. And I realized that when I take the girls out to eat, like, and we go sit down somewhere and it's like a whole experience. And I'm like teaching them how to behave in public when we're at a restaurant and to sit still and to be patient and all that stuff. There's never any shame or guilt surrounding eating lunch out. But it's when I'm in a drive-thru grabbing something quick in between stuff because I feel gross and I like, I feel sick. I feel like I'm going to vomit, whatever. That's when I feel shame and guilt. And so that's when we started to realize all of this makes sense. I've been seeing her for a couple of months now. All of this makes sense and ties back to me feeling like I have to perform to gain something and that I have to like please others and I have to earn it. I have to work hard. I do hard things and that's how I get things in my life. So it's almost like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it's going to suck and I'm probably going to throw it up and then I'm going to be in a worse mood, but at, at least I did a hard thing. So like I got yes. a pat on the back for that, you know, instead of just receiving the gift that is the McDonald's drive through for $15, God is like literally has me in a season right now where he's forcing me to slow down, to sit, to wait, to receive and to heal. And I don't, I freak out because I don't know how to do that. I've just, it's just been go, go, go produce perform please everyone like I didn't do that wedding so now I can't right like right. get this I literally you guys that I, I have not worked or brought it like I have not sat down and worked at my computer for a straight hour for at least two weeks beyond this podcast beyond recording the podcast but like yeah. this isn't something where I sit down do it and like cha-ching three hundred dollars like you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just not what happens um and so it's very weird it's it's nice because it feels natural. I don't feel like I need to be pressured to work right now. I'm in a weird season where I'm okay. Growing a child and raising two others. Yeah. I'm just like napping just whenever casual. I can. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it is weird because then there's a flip side of it where it's like, I'm not producing like I do. I'm not performing like I normally do. And I'm having to really like take steps forward in faith that like this, we are trading a constant financial thing for the growth of our family, for my presence in the home, for mm-hmm. my mental stability, like things that don't have a, um, like a number or like a very obvious goal on it, you know, like raising young children, you're not going to see the benefit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like an exactly. ROI. They don't have like a new, like a actual analytical like return yes, on your investment exactly and a even soul. just like they're like a long-term thing that's going to take constant effort now 
to eventually see a return years down the road. And I'm not good at that. I'm not used to that. Like normally if I work hard enough, I can see it. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's a stretching season. It's a good season. Um, but it was forcing me to realize like, am I making this decision out of fear or out of love? If I'm making this decision out of fear, it's because I'm worried about being punished or because there's shame surrounding it. Or not having enough, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a scarcity mindset. And it's just that I need to, like, I'm trying to be in control to feel safe. Um, Or am I making it out of love and out of abundance, out of um, an understanding? So say I'm sitting in the McDonald's Mm drive-thru. Am I going through that drive-thru, swiping the card out of fear? Is my body tense? All this stuff, because I'm just like, this is selfish of me. I don't deserve this. I should go home and make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like this is ridiculous. Or am I making it out of love where I'm like, I have the ability, like I worked, 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 worked. We work all the time. My husband has a steady job. We have the ability to get this. I'm going to receive this right now because I know that it's going to, I'm going to say nourish, even though I know McDonald's is bring like harmony. Bring us, harmony. Okay? Yeah. It brings harmony to your family. I know the girls are going to be better for it because I will not be hangry and throwing up. <laughs> Which one am I doing and which one includes God in it and which one tells God that I don't trust him? And then which Ultimately. one also, like, I bet you all, it's like, oh, is this an excuse? Like I'm pregnant. Yes. Is this an excuse? Yes. Like how long does this excuse exist? Like how, yes. you know, am I rationalizing about, everything yeah. to make it happen? Two months from now, does this yep. count? Like, yep. Well, and cause that's the problem too. I was telling her about, she was like, I guarantee you that voice of criticism comes in your head that you have no self-control. You're so inconsistent, yada, yada, yada. So if you're going to do this, you need to hide it. You need to not tell people that you did this. You need to not make it air out in the open that you get McDonald's while you're pregnant. You need to, I don't know, because you know how there's, um, well, I guess maybe not, you know how there is, but you always hear how women are like afraid to spend money from the bank account or like they go shopping and it's like don't tell the husband and they like have to hide it Uh that like that's the voice of criticism like you're inconsistent you're you have no self-control you whatever so just hide it like take cash out and spend it on this instead so then like people don't know and that's all straight from the devil and that's making the decision out of fear and I know this is like so basic. This is a drive-through freaking McDonald's, but I'm being so serious, you guys. Like this, is, it applies to everything else. But it trickles too. into everything. It's not about right. the McDonald's. But that's why it's not about the money. It's about like a much deeper belief that I've to- been told and I have seen proven that in order to receive anything, I have to produce, I have to perform, I have to whatever mm-hmm. in order to like, Cause there be is acceptable. like a healthy bit of, you know, when you go shopping and <laughs> Cece's you, like, I relate to this <laughs> and you get home and you look at the bag and you're like, I didn't need any of that. Why do I feel bad? Yes. Yes. Like, why did that actually make my day? And worse? you're like, I'm feel guilty that's a good guilt and you should probably go and return some things yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what we brought up in the call I was like this is, there's a difference between spending 150 dollars at home goods on things that I don't need versus 15 dollars on a meal that my body is very picky about right now that will help me get yeah. through the rest of the day as a good wife and mother <laughs> yes. there's a very big difference here get so those when I chicken say- nuggets Megan get them <laughs> So when I say guilt, I feel that guilt at home goods with $150. Yeah. In McDonald's, it's shame. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Uh-huh. I don't know where we're going with this because this is not engagement. So engagement. Well, it, is kind of engage- I mean- <laughs> it is kind of engagement related. It is. No, I think it does relate because you were just telling me, weren't you just telling me about a girl who's engaged that you were talking to and she was saying, you were talking about your pregnancy and like- Yes, and okay. the trust fall aspect and faith. Yeah, yeah, explain that. that. Yeah, okay. so I was talking to a girl who's engaged here in Auburn and I was sharing about the pregnancy and how we had discerned that like we were going to abstain, we were going to wait. and it- then we found out we were pregnant. So we were like, all right, cool. And we believe that the church says these things about children and marriage. And we say that all the time. And so now is like the first time we've actively had to step into that belief and trust God and faith that he is going to provide. He's going to write a better story than we ever could have. And she was saying the exact same thing because she tracks her cycle on her app. And it was saying that she was going to be fertile on her wedding night. And her and her fiance have continuously said, we wouldn't be getting married if we weren't going to be open to life upon getting married. Like that is such a big aspect of getting married. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you see that you're going to be fertile on your wedding night. And she was like, Oh my gosh, it's oh my gosh, real. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it's really real. Like, Oh, Oh, what I've been saying is like actually happening to me. Okay. Um, yeah. And she was like, but then we were talking about it some more and he was like, we wouldn't be getting married if we weren't ready to be open to life. We've, we've talked about this. Like it, nothing changes, nothing changes. What is it like when the rubber hits the road? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a total trust fall in God. And she was like, it's true. And it's so much more freeing once you like actually accept that even when it's like approaching or going to happen to you or is happening to you. I was like, wow, you are already so set up for success here in your marriage. Like this is great. Yeah. And like that they're already having this conversation. Yes. That's super oh mature. Gosh. What's so mm-hmm. funny, I guess this relates. I was talking with a priest friend and um, he was like, I, I was just kind of explaining. I don't even know how it came up, but I was like, yeah, no, there's a lot of people who um, when they find out they're fertile on their wedding day, they freak out and they choose to abstain, mm-hmm. like not consummate. And he was like, you're literally lying to me right now. And I was like, no, father, I'm not kidding. Like, this is a big (laughs) thing. I've seen it. I see people in like these Facebook groups applauding people, (laughs) like literally clapping emojis for not having sex with their husband um, or not their husband, not, not even just them not having sex together. Okay. It has, yes. no, has nothing to do with like the woman didn't have sex with her man. No, it has every just together, making that decision together to not right. have sex on their wedding night because they're fertile. He was like, no, you're literally lying to me. I was like, no, 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 father, no I'm not is... kidding. This is like a common thing that I hear. Yes. And he was like, this is how the devil enters in two marriages he's like mm-hmm. your wedding night he's like you should be knocking frames off the wall <laughs> That's what he said I love him he was like but instead instead you're sitting there in fear because you are now fertile on your wedding night which is <laughs> yeah like, which is such he, a gift he didn't even know he was like I I didn't he can't even comprehend no like he couldn't even and he's like a family guy like he yeah is involved in people's marriages. Like he is not aloof to everyday common life or whatever you want to call modern Catholicism. He's not aloof to it. And this is just like, no, it was outlandish. And it's sad that it is such a 
it it sounds so normal to me because I hear it all the time. All the time. Facebook groups is like the number one place you see it all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, I'm not involved in any Facebook groups anymore because it made me sad. Yeah, yep. I (laughs) literally, this is true. (laughs) I stopped, I got out of so many Facebook groups. No, I wasn't angry either. I was just like depressed. It is something to think about and to take a second look at. And it's like, do you trust or do you not trust? Right. Are you making (laughs) this decision out of fear or out of love? Seems so backwards and like inconsistent to what you just vowed on the altar. (laughs) True. True. When I first got, or yeah, I was going to say, before I got engaged, you share your thoughts on that, what they were and what they are. (laughs) Yeah. Like before I got engaged, um, when Patrick and I were just dating, I had a mentor pretty much pull me aside and be like, you know, you like, this is not how it works. Like you can't just be choosing to track for the sake of tracking so that you know if you're gonna have sex or not on your wedding night (laughs) she's like this is not how it works I was like what do you mean she's like yeah no just think about it for a second are you making that decision in fear and I was like um yeah that's why I'm making the decision (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly I'm making that decision I would make like not that I was even engaged but I was like I would make that decision to not have sex because I don't want a child then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like yeah that's not how it works actually so before you get engaged you need to figure that out and you're and, just like what and I <laughs> cried and cried and cried <laughs> and then I really like dove in I remember you texting me and being like did you know this and I'm like yeah and you're like what and I'm like I don't know I guess I just thought maybe I live under a rock Maybe I'm like father and I was just like, I thought this was common knowledge. Yeah, I no, know. I was like, everyone talks about like, are you going to abstain or are you going to go for it on your wedding night? It was like a decision. Like, like it a 50-50. Like, like, yeah, like, whatever are you you're feeling. It, are you not? Like, are you going to, you know? And I just yeah. thought that's how it was. And I'm so glad I took time to really change that mentality and pray about it. I wanted it to be wrong. I wanted to be yeah. wrong proven right. I like I found did. every way to be proven right. I yeah. took months yeah. to try to find any way to prove myself right. And I was wrong. Um, very humbling. Yeah, it was, but why we don't pray the litany of humility because it just <laughs> happens to us, but we're better for it. And I'm so grateful. And if this, like, we're not, I'm not here to judge or whatever, but I'm so grateful that heading into engagement, I had the mindset of being completely yeah. open to wherever my cycle was going to be on my wedding night Mm -hmm. now because of all the stress I didn't have a cycle um (laughs) funny how god works (laughs) (laughs) we really want to talk about that but (laughs) (laughs) but anyways this wasn't what we were going to talk about specifically it just always comes back to this because I wish someone would have freaking told me and pulled me aside even earlier prior to even dating anyone and been like girl think about what you're saying (laughs) Okay. So engagement, before we jump into engagement, actually, I want to talk about Catholic company. And I kind of wish I would have put one of these on like my, um, wedding registry actually. (laughs) What is it? Okay. So there's, if you type in on Catholic company platter, P L A T T E R, there are these homemade blue and white, like hand painted, almost like blue. And you know, that, that vintage, like blue and white China, Yeah, you know, 
Okay. So they have these handmade platters and blue and white hand-painted designs and it's like a dinnerware. Like you could put bread on it or like, these are if you're so serving, cute. I know. Like if you're serving ham on Thanksgiving, like there, it's like a platter that you could put mm-hmm. muffins or donuts or whatever you wanted on it. But, um, they have our Lord's one. They have our lady of Guadalupe one. Um, what else do they have? It's loading. Do you see miraculous them? metal and our lady of Fatima? They're so okay. cute. I love the, our lady. So of Fatima cute. One. Yeah. And anyways, you have to look them up, but I love those. Those are awesome. I feel like I would find it at some like vintage store and it would be one of my like awesome Catholic finds or something like that. Yeah. Like that antique store we went to together. Yes, exactly. So definitely check it out. You can get 15% off your Catholic company order with HEC15, capital H-E-C-K, all caps, 15 for 15% off your order at Catholic company. Check them out. Platters. Okay, so this one is specifically about the ring, and I know we have opinions about this. Oh, we so have opinions about the ring. I'm excited. Yeah, so a dude called in. It was pretty great. Here we go. I love that. I know. Hey, what's up? My name is Jeff down in Houston, Texas. Uh, My girlfriend sends me old podcasts, and she just sent me the one y'all did, and y'all said to text or call in your questions about engagement. So I have one for you guys. How do y'all feel about having the girl help design the engagement ring i uh, would love to hear your thoughts on that thank you bye-bye jeff jeff from houston thanks for calling in it's so funny because it was just so concise clear and like one sentence that's it bye whereas like, like i feel like every girl caller is like okay let me give you some backstory and i don't mind it's just so funny to see the difference and then they call in the third time like okay let me try this again <laughs> yes, yes. Jeff just knew what he was asking, said it, and straight shooter left the chat. Yep. <laughs> he left the chat. <laughs> okay. So there's obviously no right or wrong way about this. So whatever you did, don't feel bad if you did it differently than this. This is okay? not church teaching. No one freak out. These are our opinions. <laughs> so our combined thoughts, I don't want to speak for you, but I know we're okay. We're very similar. Too. Yeah. Is that there is something so beautiful about a man picking out or designing a ring with you in mind mm-hmm. and, and giving him the freedom to do that. Yes. And I think intrinsically a man kind of does want to, but they don't want to mess up. Yes. They're afraid of messing up and doing the getting the wrong thing. That's a lot of money. That's a big yes. deal. It's a totally. big question. <laughs> and it doesn't mean you can't get insight from the mom or the family or the best friends, whatever it is. You absolutely should. Mm -hmm. but to involve the woman, then the woman will take control over that. Mm -hmm. I know I would have, I would have absolutely taken control if if I was given the opportunity. Yeah. If he asked me questions, I would have been like, oh, well, he doesn't have any sort of vision for this. So I'm just going to send it. I would have micromanaged the heck out of it. Yeah, you would have. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And there is something so cool or almost like deeper a deeper purpose knowing like if this is the man that I trust my whole life with Mm. the least I can do is trust him to pick out something a gift for me (laughs) yeah yes I agree and then it's just that much more meaningful when it's a total surprise and it's like absolutely stunning because you can't mess up a 
engagement ring. And then every day for the rest of your married life together, you just look down and are like, he had me in mind when he was build, building this beautiful yes. thing. I love that. I, every time, every time someone compliments me on it, I'm like, he picked yeah. it out. I, I love saying I know that. that's the first thing I say. I'm like, yeah, he picked it out all by himself. And like, he did good. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I love to brag. And I also love thinking about how nervous he was when he was picking out that diamond (laughs) and what was going through his head and how he was just thinking of me the entire time when he was designing every aspect, even just from designing to swiping the card, he had me in mind. (laughs) Yes. I mean, even things like like he had our birthstones put in it. He had our names engraved things I would literally have never even thought of, never even thought of would not have been there if I had been in charge of the ring. And I'm like, so sad that that could have been a reality <laughs> yeah and you can pick the band the girl yeah. can pick the band yeah totally. totally I remember when I he he proposed to me that week we went to the store that he got my diamond or my, got my um engagement ring made at and he was like all right I already did the hard work I'm gonna grab a cup of coffee and you pick the band and he was like <laughs> all right this is so much better yeah and 50 50 Yeah, exactly. And that was so fun, you know, Mm -hmm. for me to like, be able to pick something that complimented a gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel like that speaks to just how a man and a wife should be in marriage anyways. True. Wow. This is deep. Look at us. This got deep so quick. Jeff, I hope you appreciate this. (laughs) (laughs) So we obviously are coming from a point of loving our engagement rings and being happy with them. True. Um, But I will say this. I didn't have anything in mind. Like this wasn't something that I had ever, I didn't have a million pins of a million different rings that I wanted. I didn't sit and fantasize about the ring that I wanted. And I know, I think you were different. I think you were like, I know I want this or something similar to this. So when he opened like the box, it was better than I'd ever imagined because my expectations were like, I don't know. Yeah. Spend like $600. I don't care. I will know the difference. He was like, what? Are you mad? Like, (laughs) no. (laughs) But it's so funny. Had an idea. Yeah, I knew I wanted like a thin, like dainty and thin, and nothing. I I think it's called a solitaire, like nothing around the diamond. I just wanted the diamond. And what's so funny is two of my best friends that were in the wedding, Caroline and Marilis, know like everything there is to know about diamonds. So they kind of knew what I wanted, but I didn't really fully know. I just knew that I wanted like a solitaire situation. And, um, then he like did his homework and researched diamonds and knew that like, okay, if you're going to have a gold band, then you should have a silt, like you should have silver specifically around the diamond because otherwise it can tint the color of the diamond and oh like gosh yeah because if see, you have like so cute. gold next to that's like holding the diamond in place it's going to make the diamond look yellow versus mm. it, you know so um like all that thing like he did his homework about like color and shape and size and clarity and like mm-hmm. cut and all of that you know and so that was so special knowing that he took time to like this was not research thoughtless. and yeah, yeah. And like ask friends and like dwell over it and be like, what do you think? Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, you know, and I think it's so cute knowing that he was, he could have been stressing out about what <laughs> <laughs> you're evil. <laughs> I, I just think I'm like, wow, he took so much time. And like, he was so excited to surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's easily the coolest part. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then the bragging rights after the fact for the rest of the Oh, life. yeah. Absolutely. Bragging rights are massive. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so we have more voicemails, but first, hello. They Ugh. have if you guys don't have it yet, I don't know why. I, like you must be a new listener. Let's just <laughs> let's just give you the um what is it called when you give someone the benefit of the doubt? Yes. Give you the benefit of the doubt that you are a new listener and this is why you don't have the app. H A L L O W. Get the app. Three months free. Hallow.com slash what in the dang heck. It is the best prayer app that ever existed. But if you yes. have it, go down to meditate and then scroll over on the top to dailies. And they have the daily miracle. And they're literally like six to 12 minutes daily miracle. And it's talking about like miracles that happen and the power of faith. And it's just good reminders of like God's just active present in our world. And each story is a miracle approved by the Catholic church, which is really cool. So they're not just like, my mom told my sister's aunt's best friend that, (laughs) you know, like it's actually an approved miracle. And some of them are miracles that pretty much got saints beatified and everything. Wow. So that's really cool. Yeah. They're awesome. Just listen to while you're like putting on your makeup or something like that. But there's so much on this app instead of just randomly scrolling YouTube to find different Catholic stuff, just get the app. It's way better. It's really concise. Nothing is wasting your time. Nothing's just like fluffy, Um, but get the app. Number one, Catholic and I think number it's number one Christian prayer app in general. Not, yeah, that's number one prayer app. Yeah. Hallow.com slash what in the dang heck for three months free. Okay. This one was so amazing. If you're engaged or not engaged or whatever it is, think of engagement in this perception. It was brilliant. Hey ladies. Um, this is Katie from New York. Um, I want to talk about wedding stuff. Um, I'm an engaged girl myself right now my wedding is in december i'm super excited my fiance and i are both super involved with our faith um and i think one thing that's been on my mind a lot recently is how we in the especially in the catholic wedding space talk about oh how do we incorporate our faith into our wedding right like that's a huge question and i feel like i've had a mindset shift on this that has been so helpful to me so i want to share it um basically i've been thinking about it as your wedding is a launch party for your marriage, right? So, um, you know, if you were launching a new business, right, you would want the launch party for that business to reflect the product and the branding and everything about what that company is going to be about going forward, right? You want, like, if you didn't, it wouldn't be a very good or effective launch party. So, um, I've started to think of it, okay, I want my, wedding to be a sneak peek for our guests into what our marriage is going to be like um so that's helped me so much you know especially when it comes to you know making decisions and being pressured to make a certain decision because oh well that's what xyz person did at their wedding you know because then i can think to myself now okay well let's look at xyz person's married life right um do i want my marriage to look like their marriage like do i plan on using my hard-earned money to um, own four cars and go on vacation twice a year instead of being open to new life or, you know, being hospitable to others? No. Okay, so then why do I want my wedding to look like their wedding if I don't want to be like them, right? Um, 
like what a way to start off your new union by conforming to a mold set by people you don't even seek to emulate. Um, so I've definitely just been thinking of it. Okay, what do I want my marriage to look like? That's the first question, and then working off there and not letting that drive all of my wedding decisions. That brilliant, so good. She knew we would like that too. You know where I thought she was going with it? I thought she was going to mention something about how when you have a launch party for a business, you want the investors there that support and believe in the business. And I thought that's where she was going to go with it. Because then I was like, that rolls out very quickly who is invited and who is not invited and who you are spending attention and money on during such a big event for your business. You know, Um, That's who you're trusting in your space. That's who you're trusting with your quote unquote baby right yeah so that's where I thought she was going with it but I love that's a great that's a great addition though to the analogy it's all so good oh that's so like I love the point to where she said um why would I want to compare or like try to make my wedding look like someone whose marriage I don't even want to emulate yep like if they have this really big wedding it's not even big a matter of big or small or poor or rich or whatever it's a matter of like, oh, they spend their money this way or they live their life this way. And, you know, they, I I mean, they go to strip clubs on the weekends or stuff like that. Yeah. And so they had this massive party and everyone was crunk and like, it was great. We want our people, like we want our guests to have really fun. That's like, wait, I don't even want my life to look like that. Why do I want my wedding to look like that? <laughs> right, right. That's true. Yeah, that's so that was- good. I was like, this is Spot brilliant. On. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks for calling. I hope people get something from that. Um, okay. So this one is, I actually talked to Patrick about this one because I needed his insight. Hey, Megan, Cece. I have a heck yes for you. Um, heck yes to Purple Hot. I don't know why it took me so long, but I finally listened to the whole song on my drive back to school. And I'm pretty sure I listened to it like five times. Like, I was that person that you see driving in their car, like, doing, like, hand dances, you know, because it's, like, all you can dance while you're in the car. Yeah, um, it was so fun, and it just made my drive so much better. Um, so I also wanted to ask for some advice. Um, my boyfriend and I have been dating for almost two years now, um, and just recently we decided that we – we discerned and decided that, like, God is calling us to marriage. Um, but the situation is we can't actually get married for another two years. Uh, he goes to a military academy, and he has two years left. Um, and so, yeah, I would just love some advice on how to approach this season. Like, I've heard it called by, like, some people. Um, it's, like, a pre-engagement season. But everyone I know has, like, found this out when they're like older and can get married super fast and so I just don't really know how to approach this season like what and I want to like yeah I'm just already overthinking a little bit and I want to stay present but also like we just decided this and like my urge is to like take action in some way but it feels like we can't so I would just I feel like you two would just have such good advice on this Okay. So the background is that if you go to, um, like a military academy for school, you legally can't be married. You can't have like a dependent. Mm -hmm. Um, so you like, he has to continue because he signed his, 
right. she signed up to be Stuck. part of the military and go to school for free at a military academy. And in turn, you can't get married or like have a kid or depend. You just can't have a dependent, right. anyone attached to you. Right. Until you're done. Um, so I was talking to Patrick about this and he was like, yeah, it's really hard. You legally can't do that. He was like, you, and I, I agree with his advice. He's like, do not get engaged. Like, yeah, don't buy the ring. Don't do any of that. Don't get engaged because what are you going to do? Like having, you need to revisit engagement a year from now because she said he has two years left. So at earliest you can revisit engagement a year from now, but God is giving you this time for a reason. Like there's a reason why you have two years before you can even make moves. Right. 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 Why, why? Like you should be asking God that, like, why have you made us be at this point at this time? Is there more you want us to, what, what is there more for us to figure out about each other? Like, why have you given us these two years? Why did Mm. you not make us meet later in life or, you know, have them go somewhere else? Like, why are we in this situation? What is this for? How can this benefit us? But do Patrick was like really adamant. He's like, if you want advice, don't actually get engaged. He was like, also, I know how much they make and they make nothing. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can't like, also, if you go to the military academy, you can't have income. Mm -mm. You can't like, like you really cannot have any like income coming in anywhere. And I think you get, you get like around $200 a month. Yeah. It's so, yeah. Most people that go to military academies end up with a ton of debt because this is totally side tangent because you can't have a job and they don't let you have an income in any other way and they pay you nothing. Yeah. He's like, number one, he can't afford a ring, but number two, (laughs) (laughs) but number two, like don't put that pressure because it's going to get even more so heightened when it's like the waiting of, okay, I'm engaged. I'm going to yeah. start planning a wedding, but we can't actually get married. And so now we're going to have the two month, two year long engagement of like wanting to jump each other's bones, but we can't because we can't get married. And true, you know? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That would be even more stressful. Yeah. That's a really good question to ask though. I feel like that goes beyond just this specific scenario. Like asking like, okay, God, like for me, for instance, okay. I am in a sitting waiting, receiving very slow season of my life right now. Why? Why God? Because I don't really like it. It's not my normal pace of life here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't feel like my best quote unquote, but then it's like, you're going to, you're learning a lot about yourself, about things you need to grow in, about why you react to things the way you do. And that is huge. Yeah. Like the space Um, isn't a mistake. Right. Right. Exactly. So I just think that's, that's like really good advice. I was like, I don't know what I would tell this lady, but that's, that's good. That's what I would tell her. I didn't know either. That's why I was like, <laughs> thanks Patrick. Patrick you thank were you. at a military academy and <laughs> please tell me what would um, you do? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's for moms specifically too. Like there's a lot that happens and a lot that changes and transition and to ask God, like, why, like, what are you doing? Instead of just being like, what action can I take to fix this? You know, Mm -hmm. like actually sitting in it for a second and the uncomfortableness or the unconventionalness and discussing it with God and with others. And, um, Talia, she's one of our sponsors, mental health for holiness. Yes, She gives moms 
the space to do that to she offers coaching services for young Catholic moms that want to go beyond medicine and beyond therapy and daily account and and moms that want daily accountability on applying cognitive behavioral principles to real life as a busy mom. And she makes you sit in this and, and she asks it. those and questions. She, yes. She asks those questions. And I just think that's so necessary. I was talking to a mom the other day who has two that are further apart than Carrie and Jeannie are, but they've just been very, it's been very hard on her. And I mentioned that I go to a mental health coach right now and spiritual direction. She was like, I need to do something. And I'm like, I cannot say it loud and clear enough. Yes. You deserve to go to see someone. You deserve to go talk to someone about it. You deserve to like find ways to grow and navigate and have space in this season. So you're just not drowning the whole time and just trying to survive the whole time that's no way to live especially as the queen of your home like that's just not gonna work and when you try to just like muscle through it that's when you hear of those mothers who are like I don't remember the first three years of my child's life yeah because you have to block it all out to get through it yeah your body does that to keep you like alive yeah (laughs) not even kidding um so use heck Two zero for twenty dollars off your first month of membership with Talia at mentalhealthforholiness.com. Um, we have her Instagram and her website linked in our show notes, but check it out, please. It's so good and important. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, now this last voicemail is a girl who's giving some encouragement of like her season of waiting and engagement and like how mm. it worked out. So it's cute. Hey CC and Meg, this is Michelle calling from Florida. Um, hopefully my baby stays quiet while I uh, record this. Um, but I was just listening to this week's podcast and you asked for engagement stories and I wanted to share my engagement story as to how I got engaged. Um, so my husband and I, we were high school sweethearts. We were dating for almost six years before we got married because we dated in high school and then his family ended up moving from Illinois to Florida when we graduated and we went to school in different states. So all of college, we were completely long distance. Um, and it was really challenging. And, you know, I was in the season of waiting, you know, because I knew I wanted to marry him. And, you know, we, ha- we had to wait, you know, because we had to get through college. So I graduated a year early and went back home to Illinois and worked for um, Enterprise Renter Car as manager. And he finished school in Indiana. And so, um, in January of 2021, it was, he had just gotten a job offer and he said, you know, when I get a job offer, I'm going to propose, um, cause I want to make sure I can provide for you. And I said, that's great. So I was expecting it in the summer. And so we had this huge snowstorm, like to the point where so many people couldn't get into work. Um, and I was working at O'Hare airport at the time. And I lived like 10 minutes away. So my dad had to take me at like five in the morning to work on a Sunday um, because I couldn't get my car out of the snow. So I'm at work and we're just texting throughout the day and he disappears for a few hours. And um, and my dad picks me up from work and I'm named after the Beatles song, Michelle. So he's playing it on the way home. I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. It's our song. And I get home and I walk into my living room and there's Mike. And he's down on one knee. I didn't even hear him. I didn't even hear him ask the question. And, you know, I'm in tears. And it turns out that he drove up from um, Indianapolis where he went to school to ask my dad for my hand. And 
Um, he was going to propose where we had our first kiss like a few blocks away, but it was uh, under a foot of snow, this bench that we had our first kiss on in high school. So um, all this to say, you know, those periods of waiting, they're hard, um, you know, but it's worth it in the end, you know. And we did our whole wedding planning long distance, and then we got married and moved to Florida, and now we have a month-old daughter. So for those ladies in that season of waiting, um, whether you're long distance or you're just waiting for them to pop the question, all in due time, like God puts it in their hearts at the moment that it's right. So anyways, God bless. Can't wait for next week's episode. That was such a good one to have follow yeah. that girl's. Yeah, strategic on my part, by the way. But, yeah. you know, was, you are just a genius. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. Like things do end up happening and it sucks because you don't see it in the moment, but you look mm-hmm. back and you're like, oh, that checks out. That checks out. That makes sense now. Thank you, God, for doing that. Like you put the pe- puzzle pieces together, but if only you could have known. Okay, so Mary Catherine, one of my business partners, she talks about the tapestry. She was like, mm-hmm if you've ever seen the underneath of a chat tapestry, it looks so messy and yeah. it just looks like a cluster of random colors. And like, I don't know, it's not even organized. It's a, it's a mess. It's yeah. A mess, but then you turn it over and it's this beautiful tapestry that makes sense and is organized in like a beautiful picture that, that shows all the unevenness and everything underneath mm-hmm. and all the yarns that are sagging and stuff. But when you flip it over, it's like, wow. And if only in the moment of like the clustered tapestry, we could see the picture. Right. <laughs> if only that's like probably right. my biggest frustration with God almost all the time is that I just, <laughs> I just want to see the reason why this is happening. Yep. I want to see like what I'm going to learn from this because it would be so much easier to get through that season of waiting yep. if I just knew the beauty that was coming. But that's what I guess the whole purpose of trust is. <laughs> yeah. Trust and faith. Well, literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true though. Hopefully this gave you some, oh yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, I just want to share one more, like, I guess, resource for engaged women. Oh yes. It's a, oh my gosh. Emily Wilson knocked it out of the park with this course. It's called navigating engagement with peace, joy, and gratitude. And she talks about like the comparison game engaged women play with other weddings that they see in Pinterest and all this stuff. And she talks about navigating family members and moms maybe who are overbearing or it's their way or the highway. And just like the whole mentality to keep you on the right track for what this engagement season can and should be versus what maybe it is right now for you. Or if you just don't even know like what what's the point of engagement season, her course is just really, really enlightening and clarifying um, and encouraging. It's very encouraging. So there's a link to it in our show notes and you can use code MEGS15 for 15% off. But I walked through it myself and I was like, wow, if only, if only I had had this when I was engaged. And it's something you could do together, which could be kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. Long distance or not, it's a course. You can both log in from a distance. That's what Avery and I did all the time with everything marriage prep wise. So (laughs) Totally, totally. No, I'm so excited. I'll put everything all everything we talked about today in the show notes, but thank you guys for calling in with your engagement stories. I hope this helps. I hope this gives you guys something to think about or some encouragement. And, um, we will come back next week with not sure yet, but we're not sure yet. We've got a couple options. Hopefully this wasn't too tired of a podcast. (laughs) Megan's dying right now. 
Yeah. We're going to get some, uh, surprise guest couple on, which is going to be fun. Yes. Um, Eventually. but we'll see you next Monday. Thank you for listening and have a great week. We love you guys. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.